0: Hey guys, welcome to the inaugural episode of the Black Spirituality Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Castillo. Let's get started. Welcome to the Black Spirituality Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Castillo, and before I interview my first guest, I just wanted to have a brief introduction about this podcast and what inspired me to do it. Uh, growing up, I assumed that all Black people were Christian and after experiencing life for a little bit i discovered that all black people are not christian and there's a wide range of spiritualities and beliefs in this country i kind of wanted to put it under a lens and talk to people about their spirituality how they grew up where they are now and i thought it would be very fitting to have my grandmother who is the beginning of spirituality in my family as my first guest Uh, Today, I'm going to be talking to my grandmother about her childhood, um, how she got started in the church, and the book that she wrote and distributed amongst our family called God Had a Plan for My Life. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome my very first guest, my grandmother, Mary Alice Battle. Hey, grandma, how you doing? (laughs) You can talk into the mic now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm okay. Praise the Lord.
0: All right. Um, so we'll just jump right into it. So what made you decide to write a book about your life?
1: Um, really, my mom um, told me that since I had so many experiences, maybe I should write it down so that my children would have um a knowledge of the things that went on in my life and how God answered my prayers.
0: Okay, so let's start at the beginning of the book. Tell me about your childhood.
1: Where did you grow up? I grew up in um, Ridgeland, South Carolina.
0: <laughs> and what was that? What was that like? Uh, what was your home like?
1: Um, my oh, it was a nice Christian home. My dad died when I was three weeks old, so therefore it was just my mom. And my two brothers and two sisters.
0: So it was just the five of you in the house then. Yes. Okay. And what did what did the world look like back then? I know that you're good with words, so maybe paint a picture for me of what what it looked like back then to be a Christian in Ridgeland, South Carolina, a Black Christian in Ridgeland, South Carolina.
1: Um, I would say it. Um, when I was a uh, young. It was very challenging because of during that time, um, because of should I say that? racism?
0: Yeah, you should say that. Yeah, <laughs> because it's the truth. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, because of racism, and I could not understand uh, why there was such a difference between the blacks and the white. Um, for instance, if you went to town. <laughs> Uh, you couldn't drink at the water fountain. Yeah, I
0: remember uh, reading that you said that you didn't want to drink water in town because the colored water fountains were dirty water, mm-hmm. and you didn't want to drink dirty water. <laughs> and then I also remember you talking about how you didn't um, you didn't like going to the doctor's office because they would it didn't matter how early you got there they would always wait on all the white customers mm-hmm. before they waited on you.
1: Right. And also, when you went in the store, most of the stores in town, um, especially in the town, um, you just had to stand up and wait until all of the uh, white folks were waiting on before, um, being waited on, and I didn't like that. I remember specifically, my mom was going to buy me a dress for Easter, Mm -hmm. and, um, We'd been in the store and looking around, and nobody was there. And then people started coming in. And then when we got ready to let the person know what we wanted, um, we had to wait until all those uh, white, the white, pe- people. white people <laughs> <laughs> were waited on before the lady would. And I got just to ask my mom, why why is this like this i don't want a dress then mm-hmm. and, I, and what was her sounds. response uh well she she just looked at me and says we can wait mm-hmm. but i said no let's go i don't want one mm-hmm. and that was really the only store that had any pretty pretty dresses.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah i can imagine being in south carolina when and this is like the 40s and the 50s so segregation was the thing um so what was like a favorite childhood memory from back then
1: oh playing with my sisters and brothers and um <laughs> oh looking back uh, we lived in um in the the parsonage. Mm-hmm. So this was
0: the uh, this was the home for the pastor. Yes, but he didn't live there.
1: No, he didn't live there because it was um, it was so broken down <laughs> 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 until he didn't want to get in it because um, you know the they there were holes in the walls and I watched as the other children went to school <laughs> through mm-hmm. the walls. <laughs> Yes. So um, they said, well, let let um, sister um, Davis live there because she and the children need a place to stay. So.
0: So this was uh, the black church that let you live there? Yes. Okay. 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 Um, and then I remember you mentioned uh, Christmas. Christmas is being really special where you guys would go peek at the toys. <laughs> <laughs> And um, you also mentioned that your mom always had a special toy or a special gift that none of you guys knew about. So do you think that she knew that y'all were peeking at the toys the whole time? No. No.
1: Really? (laughs) 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 Because my older um, siblings would say, don't tell, but I'll let you see what you have. But she would always have something put away. That we didn't know, and they didn't know where it was.
0: Mm, okay. um,
1: <laughs> even though at times it could be just a, a pair of socks or a handkerchief. People don't know what handkerchiefs are now. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, my people know what handkerchiefs are. <laughs> Young people. <laughs>
0: um, but I also remember you mentioned that uh, she would read in the Bible the Christmas story. And I thought, uh, that made me smile because of growing up here when I would come here for Christmas and granddaddy would read the, the story, uh, like the Christmas story. And then eventually I would read the Christmas story when I was old enough to read. Um, so that was like something special. Did you intentionally carry that on from, from that time or,
1: um, I know we would have the christmas story read but mainly i remember mostly my it wasn't only at christmas that she would read to us but she had a big family bible mm-hmm. that she would just uh, gather us around and read different stories from the bible mm-hmm. so from a child i knew about different bible characters mm-hmm. and then my children when when i had children then i bought books on uh, bible story books and uh, would read to them in fact I started reading to my oldest child when she was three months, months old three, three months, months. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's probably why she <laughs> was reading to me <laughs> so early <laughs> and uh by the time she was six months old she was ten- turning the pages <laughs> <laughs>
0: so you would say that uh your mom was uh, like a good godly example oh, she yes. had it. A...
1: yes definitely because Sunday. even on 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 Sundays we went to church because she was Methodist mm-hmm. and um she, she was sure that we went to Sunday school mm-hmm. and uh, when we came home we couldn't play outside and um well, I won't tell her about that <laughs> <laughs> no I started to say we used to play um we we had a house that was real high up and we would go on to play marbles, and, yeah, and, <laughs> and play marbles or something like that.
0: Well, speaking of your mom being Methodist, I know that, and I've heard the story so many times, but I just wanted to share it with other people. I know that you were an integral part in converting your family to Adventism. So can you tell me a little bit about that story and how that came about?
1: Uh, yes, um, I was an avid reader, <laughs> and um, I loved to read, and we didn't have that many books, but when I would go to my uncle's house, um, he had a, a large library, and um, I would go in, when we, when we visited, instead of going outside and playing with the other children, I would go in his library and, and, and uh, look for books to read. And I, one day I found one <laughs> day I found um, uh, the gift uh, of prophecy, a, 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 yeah, voice of prophecy card for Bible studies, and uh, I asked him if I could have it, and and that's how I began to find out about Adventism.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, what did those? Um what of those lessons that they sent you? What did they say? Were they for kids or was it just for anyone?
1: When I started out, it was like the the first one was for kids okay because I got about four or five different ones <laughs> 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 because it, it was a span a span of from twelve eleven or twelve years old to sixteen mm-hmm. that I studied these lessons okay and um and it was about five courses, five different courses. I graduated from the juniors to different um, lesson studies. And
0: um, so you were doing all this and nobody knew that you were uh, sending out for the the lesson studies?
1: Yeah, my mom knew I was sending out for the the lesson studies and she encouraged it Mm -hmm. really, but she didn't read it. (laughs) And I would hide it in my um, chest of Mm drawers. But what I didn't know was that when I went to school, because I was asking so many questions about the things that I learned, Mm -hmm. that um, she um, was became curious and wanted to know exactly what I was reading, Mm -hmm. and I didn't know it until later, after we way down, almost before, just before we became Adventist. Um, She would go in my drawer, get my <laughs> lessons and study them while I was at school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So what do you think, like, what did you read in those lessons that really made you think, oh boy, like it's time to convert, like it's time to, to let people know about this?
1: Oh, it was so much. Um, I found out mainly that if I love the Lord, that I would follow his leadings and whatever was what what he asked us to do Mm -hmm. that I would um do it I wanted to do it and so several times I asked my mom especially when I learned about the sabbath um I asked my mom so why aren't we doing this or not just about the sabbath but other things too that I would learned through the study of the um the bible because I felt that if it was in the Bible, it was God's Word, mm-hmm. and therefore, I should do it. And for those um, who don't know what the
0: Sabbath is, can you just explain what that is to people?
1: Um, well, um, especially in uh, Exodus 20, it, when it speaks of, of um, the Ten Commandments, which everybody knows, mm-hmm. Um, the fourth commandment is, "Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy," mm-hmm. and um, and it tells us that we have to work six days, but on the seventh day, don't work, don't do any work because it was a Sabbath. I just put it in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a long <laughs> commandment, <laughs> yeah. and so um, that was the main reason that I felt I was convicted that. Because God said it and I wasn't doing it, mm-hmm. then I would, you know, I, I would, I, I just had to try to um, go ahead. And so I asked mom if I could go to, um, to church with Uncle John because he was a Seventh-day Adventist. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, maybe, yeah, but let's try it. Okay. And um, so um, after, um, because we had studied so much about it and the things that we should do and we shouldn't do on God's day because it was a holy day and it should not be just kept the same as any other day. Yeah. Um, we decided that, well, she decided <laughs> that we would try it at home. Mm-hmm. And um, so we did. And we would, on Friday evening, because the Bible says that um, the, um, the days is from sunset to sunset. Mm-hmm. And since the sixth day, at the end of the sixth day was the seventh day, which was Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we, we prepared ourselves by doing all of our work and everything and getting prepared for the Sabbath. Mm, like cooking and everything yes. before, yeah. Yes.
0: So do you think that do you think that she wanted to try it out because of what she had been reading or just because she was like, well, let me try this before I send my child off into it? Like, what do you think made her, convicted her to try it out?
1: I really believe it because <laughs> because of what she had read in my lessons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then when did you guys finally decide to
0: to take the plunge and to convert from being Methodist to being Adventist?
1: Well, um... I'll tell you how it came about. Um, Uncle John visited us one Friday evening and he saw us scurrying around. And um, so uh, he said, Hey, what's going on here? And <laughs> we just giggled and said, Oh, nothing. <laughs> and so finally, he said, Seriously, what's going on? And so we finally wrote down and told him we, we were keeping the seven. He said, What? <laughs> and um, Therefore, um, he said, well, he said, well, when did you start? And we said, oh, about three or four weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so he said, oh, no, this isn't going to work. So he made arrangements for us to get to church. And that was a challenge because uh, the closest church was 30 some miles away.
0: So at that time you were just keeping the Sabbath, but you guys weren't attending church services on Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sorry, continue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, but um, and and we would we, we we would um, get up and on 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 Saturday morning because people, wonder when you say Sabbath, mm-hmm. uh, on a Saturday mornings we would get up and get dressed and Uncle John would pick us up. Uh And now how early was this? (laughs) 6.30 in the morning (laughs) Because the church y'all
0: were going to was in Savannah, right? Yes Uh So Ridgeland to Savannah, that's that's a drive
1: It was 35 miles Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But what happened was um, he had a family So his car was full Mm -hmm. So there was another, there were only two families in Ridgeland Where we lived who were Adventists, my uncle and and Brother Orr. Mm -hmm. And um, so Uncle John had a, he had uh, no room, he only had room for one person. Uh (laughs) And uh, Brother Orr, it was just Brother Orr and his wife, so therefore the rest of us, it was kind of divided up. So Uncle John would pick us up, Uh drive eight miles back to his house. Brother Orr would come to his house, pick us up, (laughs) And then take us to um, Savannah, to church. And we would, uh, and it was beginning to get cold. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we would have some, t- we would get there most of the time around 8.30. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's early. Yeah. Church don't start till like well, 11 nine, o'clock. Oh nine p- back p- then? 9 back then? 9.50, we went to Sabbath school.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So y'all were there early in the cold, but mm-hmm. but y'all were there though. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, every Sabbath. Okay, we didn't miss a Sabbath. And in fact, um, I'll fast forward after because we we moved about two years after that. I think uh, yeah. Um, fast forward, one Sabbath we were going to church, and because we didn't listen to the radio on Sabbath, <laughs> <laughs> we were going to church. And the weather was kind of bad, but this is all, you know, we didn't know that the hurricane was coming. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and anyone who knows um, anything about between South Carolina and Savannah, Georgia, from Ridgeland to Savannah, Georgia, there was a high bridge. And it was, at the time, of one of the highest bridge in the southeast. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we got almost to the bridge, and the wind became so high, it almost turned the car around. Oh my while we were dri- while while brother o was driving, so what'd you do? <laughs> we kept going. <laughs> we didn't know what was happening, so he just straightened his car up and went across that high bridge. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. Yes. Yeah, so um, there there were and then when we got to church and it was um. It was in the winter when we started, I guess. Yeah. and. um, When you started going to church, it was in the winter? uh, When we started, it it was September, I think. But I know they kept putting off our baptism because it was cold. And the baptism pool was outside. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so when did
0: you so you decided that you wanted to get baptized in september and then you guys weren't baptized until what like later that year in december december,
1: december. Mm-hmm.
0: and so how old were you when you uh decided that you wanted to get Six baptized d- 16 years old and at 16 years old you were you were the youngest in your family yes and so you at 16 years old converted Your whole family, well, the whole family that was in the house. The Lord converted them. He used you as a conduit, though. (laughs) Uh, So how did that? How did that feel for you coming out of that baptismal pool and seeing your sisters and your mom also come out of the baptismal pool?
1: Well, I didn't get to see them because it was so cold. They kept us. Well, the baptismal pool was right at the bottom of the step at the at the school that was behind the church. Mm-hmm. this was kind of between the church and, and, the, um, and the school was the baptismal pool. It was just like almost a hole in the ground, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and um, so therefore, they had to wrap us in blankets until, and when it was time to go in the pool, you just went one by one and then you had to go back in. So I didn't see, get to see any of my family baptized.
0: But how did it how did it feel afterwards when you guys were all baptized and? Oh,
1: it felt good. <laughs> <laughs> and being a young person, you know, it was different because um, there was some, well, I don't know whether you want me to tell it now. You can. Um, it was so different because at school, then the young people found out that I, I had become an Adventist and, and they thought it was such a strange thing okay. and sort of made fun of me, but then I had made up my mind that I was gonna live for the Lord. And so it really didn't bother me. And they would they would say, uh, guess who did so-and-so? The, the well, what was it they used to call us? <laughs> um, the Holy One or something. <laughs> yeah. Because when they would have dances at school and things like um different activities at school, uh, back then they would say you can't can't do this and you can't do that and shouldn't go into different school activities so hmm. So they would
0: kinda give you yeah. flack for that.
1: Yeah. And but I didn't ha- I did have a few of my classmates who did take I offered the Bible Lessons too, but I never knew what happened. Mm -hmm. Okay, well,
0: I want to talk a little bit about um, being Methodist um, and what what like the religion that you practiced previously, and what that looked like uh, compared to Adventism.
1: Well, being a young person, um, I was about I was eleven, and I think I just yeah I just turned twelve when I first started taking the bible lessons but because my mom was sure that we went to church every sunday and to sunday school and they would have the sunday school classes and tell you the little stories and stuff mm-hmm. and um but it was a home life it was always spiritual yeah mm-hmm.
0: So what were, um, what do you think were the main differences, though? I mean, besides going to church on Saturday versus going to church
1: on Sunday, I mean, did your diet change? Did mm-hmm. your habits change? Yeah, well, the, uh, oh, definitely the the, the um, diet changed because we, uh, in studying the lessons, we found out that um, you shouldn't eat um, pork, Mm-hmm. And different things. Um, that's found in Leviticus. And how's um, that? The third chapter. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, and it was that we were. The Bible said that we should be different from the world, mm-hmm. and not not um, participate in the things that the world people should know by our lives that we were different because we are chosen people, but the Bible says, mm-hmm. um, not just being an Adventist, but uh, when, you, uh, when, you, when you decide to follow the Lord, yeah. that's the main thing mm-hmm. that you are chosen people. Mm-hmm. And um, the more you read, the more you find out, um, you know, it, it made a difference. Especially if you decided that you wanted to do what God says, do and not just what people say do um the I can't remember, I guess at my age <laughs> <laughs> uh what I learned being in the Methodist Church, I don't remember all I remember that people used to sing a lot <laughs> they sang without music most of the time because. Like and without the instruments? One, they had a piano. Okay. And, but nobody knew how to pay, play the <laughs> piano. And when someone would come and play the piano, or I, as far as I can remember, um, we would sing. But mostly, um, they'd just get up and start singing. So
0: then you guys, um, you guys moved down to Tampa, and you started going to an Adventist church down here. And so then, what was what was the main difference that you felt like getting to experience Adventism?
1: Being able to participate in things at church, mm-hmm. because when when um, when we were in Ridgeland and getting up so early and going to church, well, Brother Art, and he and his idea that was when when you should be there when it starts. <laughs> And you leave as soon as they <laughs> say <laughs> amen. <laughs> <You> <laughs> and so I didn't get around. I didn't get to stick around much. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was about let me see, um, yeah, seventeen, then I, I had gotten a few friends, and one of them especially was Idale. Mhm. and um, and. Um, then during the summer i remember what they had a tent meeting uh where we, we you know would learn about the lord more about the lord so is that and was that um, like camp meeting no it was a tent meeting you 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 have a revival okay People call it most or revival mm-hmm. and um and so ideas um adopted mother um we were around the same age, she mm-hmm. was a little older than me. But she for somehow kinda, you know, started um, being friendly. Mm-hmm. And so I started, I would go sometimes on to church on Saturday and then I'd get to spend Saturday night. And because one of the, um, two of the pastors who lived past where i lived mm-hmm. <laughs> would would after the service on sunday night they would take me back home okay. so um i got that that's how i got to that that was the only interaction <laughs> i had with <laughs> anybody funny. really mm-hmm. who were members of the church uh-huh. and when i moved to tampa mm-hmm. then I, I i had friends who most of them are gone now but um I think a few still that, um, you know, we're still friends.
0: Because you met them, you met a lot of young
1: people in the church yeah, when you moved when I was here. 18. Mm-hmm.
0: And then I remember... And going to... Oh, go ahead. I remember reading uh, about Youth Congress and that you got to be a chaperone at Youth Congress. I mean, but before that, before we get into that, um, I remember reading about how you were excited to, like, attend the Adventist... Well, I don't think it was called AYS in your book, or was it still? Adventist Youth Services? But you called it something
1: else. MV, Missionary Volunteer. Okay. But you
0: got to meet a lot of of the teens, as you said. And reading those names, I was like, I can't imagine these people as teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) Because
1: I recognize some of them. We were in our late teens. I was one of the younger ones, because most of the people who are... who I was um, real friends with. They were about from three to eight years older than me. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh And we had fun. Um, The difference was that I I was able to go to the MV programs Mm -hmm. and um, be able to participate and fun nights on Saturday nights. We would have fun. (laughs) 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 Uh,
0: Socials. so, anyway, you were talking about how you, uh, they announced the Youth Congress mm-hmm. and you wanted to be like one of the delegates and you didn't get to be one of the delegates, but you got to be one of the chaperones.
1: Yeah, I was too old. <laughs> you were too old to be a delegate? 12? Yeah, I was
0: okay. 24. Oh, so this is way later on after you were in Tampa for a little
1: bit. Because I moved here when I was 18, so that was six, seven years, something like that.
0: And can you like explain what Youth Congress was? Like what it looked like back then?
1: Oh, yes. It that was the first time that really that I was able to go to no 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 out of town. I mean out of state to um a youth youth um congress because it was in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Mhm. And um it was very interesting (laughs) very very interesting and i mean we would i was not used to those we we had to walk from where we were staying to the church where the event was held and um The hills I was not used to that land here in Tampa. (laughs) But you grew up in South Carolina, though you didn't have to. We didn't have any hills Um, where I live. Okay, it'd be hills. If it was, it was just a (laughs) (laughs) A bump. Yeah, they'd be like straight up. Um,
0: But I remember uh, reading about. uh, You said that you saw an apparition in the lady's house.
1: Oh, where we were staying for the youth youth um, congress. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, um, I, I was chaperoning, um, a young lady and I were staying at this house, and, well, we were staying at this house, and, and, um, so the lady put us in this room, it was so dark in there, (laughs) and she, um, it, it had dark curtains and the wall must have been black or uh, dark blue mm-hmm. i mean and then the back then they had the lights just one little light in the top of the house mm-hmm. with a string to pull in mm-hmm. the whole house uh, or and the, just where, where just we in were room. i don't know about the others okay. and um and then the the ba- the the they did have a bath then <laughs> 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 and, and it was on the back porch off the back porch so it was an outhouse it was it was attached to the house oh but it was off it, the house, it was right? like maybe they may have where we would have a porch on some houses then they may, they they had a bath out okay. there and that was where you had to go at night mm-hmm. and, and this uh, was like anyway, the 60s right this, yeah. yeah okay so anyway <laughs>
0: That <laughs> Oh, you were talking about uh, the lady's house. It was dark.
1: Oh, yeah. The house was real dark. So um, we would go to the meeting. We would walk there and walk back. And um, I know I was shuffling to Diane. <laughs> she often laugh about that because she was, what, uh, um, 16? And I was 24, somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and we, one night we went, we went to the meeting every night, because we enjoyed it. We went during the day, but we went at night, too. Mm-hmm. And um, one night we came in, and we went in the room, and we we were afraid to go to the bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> because it was on the porch, so we would, both of us would go one way outside. I don't know. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's not <laughs> but anyway, we we came back and we had worship because we always have worship before we went to bed. And um, we turned out the light. We talked a little about what went on, and then we went 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 to bed and went to sleep. And all of a sudden, I heard the door open, and I know we had locked it, so I said, oh, "Diane must be going out." I said, "She didn't she didn't call me." I don't know why she didn't call me. And at the same time, I opened my eyes, and I saw something at the door. And it gave me chill now. <laughs> and it just began to come up mm-hmm. in the form of a person. Mm-hmm. And I says, I remember saying, Lord, save me. Jesus save me, that's what I said. Mm-hmm. And I and, and, and somehow the light switch was I mean the, 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 the chain mm-hmm. was right there and I got my hand on it and pulled it and Diane said Oh Mary Alice yes, I thought that was you going out mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said I thought that was you mm-hmm. and she said did you see what I see and um, and we talked about it, and it was scary. Cause like I said, even now telling you this, it it, it gives me chills. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talked about what it what had happened, and we remembered that um, the Bible said that these things will happen. You know, it can happen, and that's why we should stay like an old lady used to say prayed (laughs) up and um anything happened to us we were to call on the name of the lord and we got our bibles and we read we read um different texts that talked about god's protection and um and finally we didn't turn the light out again. <laughs> and I wouldn't either. We woke either. up early the next morning <laughs> and got out of there, <laughs> but we had to stay because there was nowhere else. There was so many people; they didn't expect that many people to come to town. Mm-hmm. So all the houses within that range that some they could find a place for, for the delegates to stay, mm-hmm. there they were was full. No room. Why do you think that that happened? Probably um, my thing is I think it was Satan trying to frighten us, mm-hmm. and um, and so we just say well we just pray and and you know after that it didn't happen again because we on, we left the next day I think it was mm-hmm. if I can remember correctly and um, so when we told the 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 uh, Older adults. What happened? Mm-hmm. They said you should have never stayed in there another night. <laughs> mm. And we said, well, we didn't have anywhere else to go, so we just prayed and asked for God's protection, and He did protect us because it didn't happen again. But we and the lady in the house would say, uh, "Y'all slept good last night. I saw you had a light on." <laughs> <laughs> We didn't tell her, but we knew
0: it was some kind of evil spirit. Mm-hmm. But you talk about a lot of instances uh, like this in your book. Not like this one, but where you felt like God really came through and protected you with uh, with his miracles and his mercy and his grace. And do you feel like that's um, like a, a recurring theme in your
1: life? It seemed as if it did, but... I remember specifically that one and one that happened later on in life when when I was um, I was about the same age I guess I became a Bible worker mm-hmm. because I took um, the Bible course um, and got my certificate and, um, and then I let the conference well the pastor let the conference know that I was of a, you know Prepared. Mm-hmm. So, what what was a Bible, a
0: Bible worker? Sorry, before we get into this story, like what did you do well, as a Bible you, worker? you would
1: give Bible studies to uh, um, those who were interested, mm-hmm. and then that was led into being able to also, um, whenever they would have a within the conference, which which um, was um, uh, Florida and Georgia, um, if there was someone a pastor running a meeting i could go and work with them okay and give the people as the people would come out to the meetings i i would visit them find out if they understood what they heard mm-hmm. and things like that so was this something that
0: uh was this work that you did like inside the church or would you have bible studies in people's homes or uh in, in people's, people's home? okay uh, and you traveled a lot for this too, right? Mm-hmm. You would go from like different churches and assisting pastors. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now, sorry, you could go ahead and tell your story. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: but anyway, um, the other uh, instance I had, um, I was working. Oh, was it? Um, um, J. Paul Monk. <laughs> yeah. And um, it was in Dublin. Georgia mm-hmm. and uh, we were staying with this lady who supposedly was a Christian Adventist Christian <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she had a house, a big old house and on one side her nephew and his wife lived and on the other side where we we had a room, she lived on that side and there was a big hole down the middle.
0: Now when you say we, is it you and other Bible workers? Or? One,
1: the other Bible worker who was she was much older, she was almost old enough to be my mother, <laughs> but she was she was trying to learn how to do our work from me since I had taken the course and I knew how to work. And anyway, um, <laughs> so she, um, one night we, we, we would come and go, come and go, someone would pick us up and take us to the tent meeting. And we already talked about what a tent meeting was. And, um, but I walked all over Dublin, Georgia, (laughs) going, telling people about the Lord and being sure that they understood what was going on. Mm -hmm. And one night we came in and we went to bed. We had worship, because always we had worship. And we, um, we we went, got in the bed and, and, um, all of a sudden I heard, and we we would always lock our doors, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I heard the door open, and I says, oh, s- the sister is, I forgot her name now, um, I said, she's going, I guess she's going out to, to go out the, she went in the hallway, had to go down to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and so um, she and all of a sudden, because we would, we would hear people walking, boom, 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 all down the hall, come in the front door, go, boom, in exactly. the back door. And I would never see anybody. And I'm saying, I'm at a bedroom with a window, and I could see the steps. Mm-hmm. But I could never see anybody go down those steps. But I heard the walking, walking, boom, 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 boom. So that night, um, um, we heard the bump, 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 and I heard the bump, 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 and I said, oh, it kind of woke me up, I guess, and uh, I thought it was um, Sister Arnold, mm-hmm. and I said, um, oh, she went to, I guess she went, had to go down to the restroom, and all of a sudden, the door opened, and I heard the boom, 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 boom. I heard her walking. I said, why is she she coming near? I said, oh, she probably coming to look out the window. Mm -hmm. So I didn't say anything. I I just laid there. And all of a sudden, I was on the front of the bed and I felt the bed. Somebody sat on the bed. Mm -hmm. And I said Jesus save me and I jumped up and that that was another house with one of those pull chains Mm -hmm. my hand landed right on it there was nothing there Mm. and the lady said what happened I thought you went to the restroom and I said no I thought you and I was wondering why you would come to look out the window (laughs) (laughs) and I told her what happened Mm -hmm. and uh she she um we prayed and we read and we prayed until we got real sleepy and um went to sleep and uh next morning the lady she asked us um did y'all sleep good last night <laughs>
0: why are these people asking you you good?
1: because i think they knew what was happening they they had some connection she had some connection because later on talking to her And she would, um, she revealed to us that she had visitors, Mm. and they were dead people. Mm -mm. And it was so funny because when it was like, on the side where we we were sleeping, Mm -hmm. there was the home, and then there was the nephew and his family. When we would walk over and talk with the nephew and his family, it was like a load lifted,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and we, we knew, knew then—yeah, then, you could yeah, feel the some, something. something was going on in that house, and that was before she revealed to us about all the, all these weird things that was happening mm-hmm. to her, and what had happened to us. And the past pastor monk said, "You should have told me." <laughs> he said, why didn't you tell me? I would have take you out of there, and I would have, um dub, um you wouldn't have been sitting in Dublin. I would bring you over here every day <laughs> from um, Macon, 50 miles away. Mm. So Pastor monk was in Macon. Macon. Yeah, he was a pastor. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, I, you should have never stayed there. He said, don't you know you were fighting against the devil himself? He don't want you to go be here telling people about God, mm-hmm. but we told him well, what we prayed. <laughs> <laughs> we had no else because you couldn't find nobody in Macon who would keep us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had no choice. And uh, then she left and went to school, and left me there by myself. Who she was uh, a teacher? Yeah, went. she was a teacher. Okay, okay. and um, she, she went. Yet. She had to go leave. And uh, it was that Then that I I told him about it. He says, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done it. And then I had to come home before the meeting was over. Mm-hmm. That's yes. enough.
0: Yeah, circling back. <laughs> um, no, but I was saying that it seems as though uh, God coming through for you and mm-hmm. the Lord saving you is a consistent theme throughout your, what you've written of your life in the book. Um, with the lie, the story about the lie. Mm -hmm. And And the mailbox. And the mailbox, yes, that's the other one that I was going to mention. And even with, like, the, when you were out of school and you weren't able to to go to school and attend, it was just kind of like one miracle after another, miracle after another. And um, you attribute all that to God, which I think is admirable and accurate. (laughs) But do you still feel like that's, like a theme in your life,
1: where you're just being blessed and blessed and blessed. Uh, definitely, because <laughs> you know when when you look, and especially when you look back at it. And uh, I remember when I was writing the writing the book, I didn't realize fully how good had God had been God had been to me all these years, because um, when I was a baby, nine months old. I had double pneumonia and a whooping cough all at the same time, Mm. and the doctors didn't give me a chance to live. Mm -hmm. So from then, from nine months old until until now, (laughs) yeah, the Lord has been there, he's been there.
0: So uh, my last question is, uh, do you feel fulfilled spiritually?
1: Definitely. If it wasn't for my faith in God, I know I couldn't go through all the things that I've gone through in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I know that, um, you know, when I read about how God did for other Bible characters and hear about how God do for other people, then I'm I'm re I, I began to realize more fully what all how he had answered prayer all through my life. Mm-hmm.
0: And I feel like it's something that you don't really realize until you look back and see yeah. the valley that you've just crossed. Mm-hmm. And knowing that God was the one
1: who yeah. who brought you through it. And not saying that just because you're a Christian you're not gonna have challenges because I tell a lot of people, um I had somebody to t- to tell me once, uh, when you if if you would live for the Lord, um, you wouldn't have all these things happening. And I asked them, I said, well, "What about Job? Job was a righteous man, and look at all the things. I, nothing I have gone through can compare to what Job went through. So if you put your trust in God and." Believe, really believe in him and believe that ask him daily to guide your life. That's the main thing because you never you never get to a point where you feel like you just have, have made. made it yeah <laughs> I, I'll say I made it I mean well I wouldn't be able to say it but <laughs> but I, I I feel that when I'm on my dying bed, I can say it. I remember my mom saying. On her deathbed, she would raise her hand up and she would say, Father, I stretch my hand to you. Mm-hmm. No other help I know. And she would just repeat all these verses that I remember her teaching us and things. Mm-hmm. And that was on her deathbed. I mean, I'm talking about the night before she died. Mm. And When I I look at that, I'm saying, Lord, help me to live the life of a true Christian, not just in words, but in living for Jesus, like he asks.
0: Well, thank you for talking to me today for an hour. (laughs) This is only supposed to be 30 minutes, but I'm glad with the, um, no, it's okay. I'm grateful for all the stories you've shared with me. And I feel very honored to speak with you about this. So thank you so much.
1: Okay, thank you.
0: I'd like to thank my grandmother for agreeing to sit down and talk to me. Um, As far as I know, this was her first time being interviewed and my first time interviewing. Um, Not to toot my own horn, but I think we did a pretty good job. Um, I want to thank you guys for trusting me to take you on this journey, exploring Black uh, spirituality in this country, hopefully one day in other countries as well. Special thanks to Lindsay Gibbons for the intro music. Special thanks to Talia Lee Fiore, I hope I'm saying that right, of Milk and Cream Creative for the cover art. I'd like to thank Esther and Joy for sending me their notes and opinions. I'd like to thank Brett Tyler for helping me develop my style. I'd like to thank Tristan, Alexia, Brooke, and my other friends from work Uh, for encouraging me to keep going and last but not least I'd like to thank my mom because she's my biggest supporter my biggest fan and I love her to death Um, thanks for tuning in guys I'll talk to you next time bye